The recording that you're about to listen to is a talk from the City Bible Forum. We would appreciate you respecting our copyright by not making copies of this talk or altering the content in any way. We hope that you find the material beneficial. If you would like more information on the City Bible Forum, you can visit us on the web at citybibleforum.org. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to City Bible Forum, or the Forum today. My name is Russell Matthews. I want to welcome you today as we're getting ready and continuing on in the, uh, the Bible on trial. I have to tell you, today I'm pretty excited. We have Tor Lu, who's going to be speaking for us today, right here from our, the City Bible Forum team. And today's talk in the Bible on Trial series is Jesus on Trial. Is he the only way? And so today... Um, Tor's going to take on this portion of the Bible and kind of look at the idea and notion of Jesus being the only way. Now, if you haven't come to City Bible Forum in a while, or maybe it's the first time coming along, let me just explain to you some of the differences for this year. One of the things that we are doing is that we're still continuing on. Tor will do a talk for about 15, 20 minutes or so. But in a moment, we'll put up on the screen um, a number that you can actually send an SMS question to if you have any SMS questions during Tor's talk. They won't show up on the screen or anything. Don't be afraid of that. We'll just get those, and then when Tor is done, we'll ask some of those questions directly to him. And then um, if you would prefer, and if you don't want to do the tech way and you'd rather just write down your question, please do. There's a small slip of paper on the inside of your outline. You're more than welcome to write down your questions. Hand those in, and we'll also ask those questions. They'll still be anonymous in, in regards to that. Now, we do have a microphone also that I'll be asking a few questions of Tor through. But if you would like to actually put up your hand and actually ask some questions from the floor, you are more than welcome to do that too. Just uh, make sure we are aware that you would like to ask some questions of Tor. And uh, the goal will be, be done by about quarter to the hour today. And uh, so you're more than welcome to ask as many questions from Tor about this topic here today. Um, you'll find that there's quite a few um, different announcements. Uh, we have, it's pretty exciting. It's the next three weeks, we have a lot of different events coming up, some uh, international speakers and things. Um, the details are inside of your outline, so definitely look those over, and I'll explain more of those to you here in just a little bit. But more importantly, let's get Tor up here on the stage, and uh, Tor, I'll turn it over to you. Have you ever been on trial, or ever been in a courtroom? When I worked at the Crown Solicitor's Office, one of the most exciting things I got to do was to file documents in court. I'd nervously wait for my turn after all the other paralegals, and I'd say, my name is Tor Lu, and I'm here on behalf of the Crown Solicitor. And the magistrate, the registrar that I was appearing before, um, would often not even bother to look up and make eye contact. Nonetheless, it was often the highlight of my week. Uh, you might never have been in court, but I bet you felt like you've been on trial. Anyone who's here at City Bible from today who started a new job recently, uh, you might have felt like you were on trial at the job interview. You know, when you're there on one side of the table, and on the other side of the table are three or four other senior looking people drilling you with questions. Or for others here today, think back to your last performance review with your senior. What was it like? You might have felt like you were on trial. 
Today at City Bible Forum, Jesus is on trial. And in particular, his exclusive claim. His claim, John chapter 14, verse 16, what happens? His claim that I am the way and the truth and the life. His very clear claim, the rest of that verse, no one comes to the Father except through me. Today, Jesus claimed to be not just a way to God, but the only way to God is on trial. Now for me, this is a very personal issue, and it might be for you too. And you see, I grew up in a traditional Chinese Buddhist family. And this Chinese Buddhism was something that I inherited from my grandparents who raised me. More than anything else in the whole world, I love my grandma. Uh, there was one Christmas when the radio station, I think it was 1269 AM or something like that, the equivalent of uh, 106.5, if anything's happening, uh, they were asking for song requests. And my older brothers and sisters doted me as the 12 year old, the youngest of all the five TVs, to make, that, to make the call. And so I ring up the Richard Mercer equivalent. He goes, what, what song would you like to request? I said, uh, Last Christmas by Lamb, you know, sung by George Michael before they broke up. And, and, you go, and then this question caught me out, and, and, and who do you want to send this song out to? Who do you want to dedicate this song to? I said, uh, oh, I was thinking, Who do I love most in the whole world? My grandma. <laughs> and so it was all from radio. Last Christmas for my grandma. So inappropriate. <laughs> 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 and this was from my grandma, who, who took me in when I was uh, six years old to, to live with her and my grandpa. And my grandma who loved me until the end of her days. And in the lounge room that we had, in the, in the house that we grew up in, we had a statue of Guan Yin, uh, the goddess of mercy. And it was before this statue that without fail, every morning and every evening, my grandparents would bow uh, chanting Buddhist scriptures. And the most precious thing I owned was this amulet with a gold necklace that my grandma had me an amulet of the Lord Buddha, given for my protection. So this is a very personal thing for me. And growing up with this faith tradition, out of all the religions I came into contact with, the one religion that irked me most was Christianity. And why? Because Christians want other people to become Christians too. They think that other ways don't save their way alone saves. This exclusivity of Christianity, however, I came to learn, is not exclusive to Christianity. In fact, Islam makes exclusive claims which conflict with other faiths. So too Judaism and other religions. And even the pluralist, you know the pluralist who says that all religions are the same, even they make an exclusive now let me illustrate. Now, there's a story of a panel with three people. On this panel is a Christian pastor, a Muslim imam, and a Jewish rabbi. And these three were asked to discuss the differences between their religions. In this panel discussion, 
the three agreed that there were irreconcilable differences between their faiths. They clearly disagreed with one another on lots of things. These three faiths are mutually exclusive. So take, for example, today's question. A Christian say that Jesus is the only way to God because of who Jesus is, God in the flesh. Muslims say that Jesus only points the way to God because Jesus is just a prophet of God. Jewish people at the end of the day say that Jesus points people away from God because Jesus is neither God nor a prophet but a teacher and a false one at that. These three faiths are mutually exclusive. Nonetheless, during the course of this panel discussion, these three ministers of religion were fine about their faiths being irreconcilable and they conducted their discussion with mutual respect and courtesy. However, there were members in this audience who weren't so happy with this. For example, one audience member who wanted to assert that the ministers of religion needed to promote more similarity and to stress the similarity between their religions said that they all had in common their common belief in one God and the need to do good in this world. This audience member reflects the view that there are many parts to God and that these many parts to God are all different paths up a mountain leading up to the same God. There are many parts to God and this view as an analogy. It's like going up a mountain where Hinduism is one part of the mountain, Buddhism is another part, Judaism another, Islam, Christianity, and so forth for all the religions of the world. They're all different paths leading to the one and same God on top of the mountain. So this view claims that no one religion has an exclusive claim on the truth. There is not only one way to God, and this view, it sounds humble, doesn't it? This view, it sounds so good, and it sounds tolerant. Now, whether you're a Christian, a Buddhist, a Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, you might feel attracted to this claim. And why? Because all of us, we want to get along. And we want to affirm each other. But in this picture, who is it that has the unique vantage point above all others? Who is it that can see above all the other religions to see that they lead to the same and one God? The person making the claim. In effect, they're claiming that they're at the top of the mountain. How do they know that some of the paths don't lead to dead ends? How do they know that some of those paths don't veer off and lead people to the precipice? The person making this claim is just as exclusive in their claim as the religions that they look down on. So if we don't accept the truth claim that all religions lead you to the same God. What's the way forward? 
let me invite you to consider Jesus' path. Jesus claims to come from God and uniquely represent God because he is God. And let me share this both subjectively from my own experience and objectively in a way that hopefully you can also consider and explore the evidence. So my introduction to Christianity was when the Gideon's people, you know the Gideon's people who um, hand out Bibles everywhere? Well, they came to my school and I, I went to a school where there were lots of Jewish people and all the Jewish students were sent off to the library lest they be offended by receiving the New Testaments. And I thought, how about me? I'm a Buddhist. Where's the special recognition I get? Where do I get to sit to? But nonetheless, I stayed in the hall and the, the Bibles were handed out. And you see, uh, because I'm an Asian and it was free, I, I took it. <laughs> <laughs> I began reading Matthew's Gospel. And I read about Jesus saying things like, if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off. It's better to go to heaven and not have a hand and to go to hell with both hands. If your eye causes you to sin, count it out. It's better to go to heaven than to go to hell with both eyes. And I thought, that makes sense. And I was drawn to this authority with which Jesus taught. And later, I learned that Jesus spoke with such authority that he would have deserved to be stoned to death in the culture of his day. So, for example, he quotes the Ten Commandments and says things like, You heard that it was said, You shall not murder. But I say to you, if you are angry with your brother and call him Raka, and a term of insult, then you're in danger of hell. And he says, you've heard it said that you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that if you look at a woman in order to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Who does Jesus think he is to restate the Ten Commandments on the strength of his own authority? You've heard that it was said, but I say to you. Jesus speaks with the authority that only one unique person can speak. So I, I continued my way after reading through Matthew's Gospel and then I did the logical thing of reading the next Gospel, Mark's Gospel and then Luke's Gospel and I was scratching my head and this is all rather familiar and a bit of repetition. Um, and through the course of this week, I read about Jesus' miracles. Just this morning, in my morning Bible reading, I was reading the Gospel of John, the fourth Gospel, and there Jesus turns water into wine. Or think of Jesus' other miracles. When he's there on a lake in a furious storm and sleeping at the bottom of the boat and the disciples who are experienced fishermen are, are, are fearing for their life and they're calling him to wake up and do something about it. And with a word, he makes the storm quiet and the waves calm down. The miracle where he feeds over 5,000 people with, uh, what is it? Is it um, two loaves of bread and five fish? Because I get the numbers from today. <laughs> and Jesus, who, who gives sight to the blind, who makes the deaf hear, who helps the lame walk, all at the authority of his word, his command. Jesus has control over the world, over 
nature over food, over human life. He does what only one unique being can do. Now finally, let me share Jesus' encounter with that paralyzed man. This paralyzed man comes to Jesus with an obvious need. Imagine this man's infirmities as a paralytic in the first century. How could he feed himself? How could he feed his family if he had dependence? How could he get from place to place? But Jesus addresses his biggest need. Jesus says to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven. And this sounds big. Firstly, why does Jesus call him son? I'm guessing Jesus was even younger than me when he uh, said these things. And this is a great man. Jesus calls him son. And the, the, the religious leaders who are hearing what Jesus said, they question in their own hearts, who is this man that he forgives sins? Who does he think he is? Only God alone can forgive sins. You see, Jesus does what only God can do. Because sins are ultimately against God. Well, let's now conclude with Jesus being on trial. In particular, his exclusive claim to be the only way to God. I had a, a Jewish friend, uh, Brock or Brian, and I think he was trying to be complimentary to me and to speak about how good our friendship was. And he said, uh, Brian said to me, Talk, uh, our friendship is like uh, blood and water. And I was like, where? where? But you know, my, friend, my friendship with uh, the other Jewish friends that we've got in our circle, that's blood and blood. And I'm like, we're really good friends. But this friendship, the, the Jewish friends we had, blood and blood. And there's still a divide between me and Brian in his way of thinking. Now, compare that to um, the friendship that I've got with our MC today, Russ, Russ Matthews. Now, Russ Matthews and Tor, Tor Lou, that's me, we're, 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 we're so different. Uh, Russ is tall, and I'm obviously different. <laughs> <laughs> Think of our heritage. Uh, Russ is, um, you know, you can tell by his accent, but he's American, from Iowa, and I'm Chinese, born in Vietnam, grew up in Australia, I'm, I'm confused. Russ, <laughs> he lives in the western suburbs of Sydney, and I've recently moved to the North Shore. So much difference there. <laughs> and I'm handsome. Right? <laughs> Yet being so different, all the barriers to me and Russ being brothers are broken down. Because both Russ and I believe that Jesus is the way to God. In fact, we believe that Jesus is our only way to God. Jesus' exclusivity becomes the basis of the most wonderful inclusivity that I can think of. Whatever your profession here in the city, whichever part of city that you go home to, whatever your sex, male or female, whatever your ethnic background, whatever wrongs you've done, you can come to God through the one way that God has given through his son, Jesus. All right. Now, Tor, <laughs> uh, 
I have an accent? I didn't mean, realize it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, now we're going to go through this is kind of the question time. And so uh, what we encourage you to do is if you want to send in your SMS questions, you're going to take them back to that screen. If you want to send in SMS questions, you can keep sending them in. Or I think Peter's back there. If you would want to um, hand in questions, uh, written questions, just hand them to the, this guy back there, and uh, we'll get those in. We actually have I have about four questions for you already, Tor. So uh, um, here we go. With Jesus on trial. Um, just simply put, is the claim of Jesus arrogant? Is the claim of Jesus arrogant? And it's definitely arrogant. It's not true. I, I'm trying to think of an, an analogy, but I, I, I can't find it. Um, so just, just to say that, um, to say that I'm the, the leading scientist who's found a, a cure to cancer. This is the pill that will cure cancer. I've invented it, and I want to give it to you. Uh, and, 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 you're, and you've got cancer, and you come to me. And I want to tell you, you know, I, I, I can tell you about all the other treatments, alternative therapies that you can get. Uh, no. Or I could tell you that this is the, the cure that I've got, the one cure that will definitely save you from your cancer. Uh, am I arrogant to tell you that I've got the cure? Or am I arrogant to tell you that, oh, well, you can go explore all the other ways? Um, so if it's only arrogant, it's not true. But if it's true, uh, it's the best thing for us to hear. Because we, at the end of the day, we, we don't want to follow false paths. That waste not only waste our time, but in the end, don't lead us to God. This next question is almost like a three-parter, so I'm just going to give it to you in each stage, and I'll just kind of let you answer it, and I'll uh, kind of add on to it. So, um, if Jesus is alive, is he in bodily form, and where is he now? Uh, so, if Jesus is alive, is he in bodily form, and where is he now? So. Uh, so if Jesus is alive, it's, I believe that Jesus is alive. So the New Testament speaks of Jesus physically appearing to his disciples. And at one point, appearing to more than 500 people at the same time. Um, and that they're able to, to touch him. Uh, there, is a, there is a disciple called Thomas. And uh, he says, I, I, I won't believe that Jesus has come back from the dead. Unless I can touch his hands, that they have the hands where they pierced the nails through and they crucified him, and his side, the side that was pierced uh, with the spear, uh, Jesus appears to him in bodily form, and Jesus invites him to, uh, to touch him. And Jesus also has a meal with his disciples. He eats the, the fish at the beach. So uh, he's, he's a flesh and blood, uh, and it's important that he's flesh and blood. Is a bodily resurrection. It's not just a, a spiritual resurrection made up in their minds. You know that uh, they so wanted Jesus to be alive again that they imagined it or dreamed it. But the reality is that Jesus is physically alive. Uh, where is he now? So uh, the Bible, the New Testament, talks about him ascending to heaven to be with God at God's right hand. At God's right hand being the most important place. And from there, he prepares a place for all others who come to see that he is the way to God. Uh, so in the beginning of John chapter 14, uh, Jesus is uh, getting his disciples ready for the time when he's going to get killed and depart from them. And he says, I'm going away and uh, I'm preparing a room for you. 
and that's when uh, this Thomas the Bible spoke about says, uh, uh, where's the way? What's this way that you're talking about? And in that light, Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, what, what's great is you actually answered a certain part of the, the second part of the question, so I'm actually just going to combine them. But <laughs> I, I love to hear what your answer is. This, where is heaven? Jesus is, and therefore the way 
That's it. If you have any questions, I'm sure tomorrow will stick around here for a little while if you have some other questions or if we, if we didn't ask, if I didn't ask the question right, there's probably more of it. Um, please come up and clarify those things with Tor. We'll see you all next week. So thanks again for being here today. Thank you, Tor. Nice job today, and uh, we'll see you next week. The recording that you have just listened to is from the City Bible Forum. For more information about City Bible Forum events in your city, or to order other talks, please visit citybibleforum.org.